Verdict. How do you know? What is, how do we start Vinyl Verdict? <laughs> Robocop. Welcome, right? <laughs> Welcome to Vinyl Verdict. I'm Bell. I'm Jamie. I'm Ploof. And this week, it is Jamie's pick. It's true. Oh, sorry. You wanted me to introduce it. Uh, we're listening to Deja Vu, the debut album of Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. Oh, it's the, the first second, one with him? Yeah, it's the second album uh, cr- recorded by Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Wait, so they did one album by themselves, and they're like, nah, this isn't right. We got to add Neil Young. Uh, he just joined. Yeah, he was available. <laughs> he just showed he just up and was like, hey. Canada <laughs> and was like, hey, guys. You guys could really use a fourth. At Woodstock, uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash were a uh, featured artist, and Neil Young came on for the second half of their set. Do you know he's a Canadian? Yes. Yeah. I did not know that until he started singing about Ontario Lakes uh, on this album, Northern Ontario. Yeah. And uh, and then I was like, oh, so what? Neil Young is from uh, Omimi, Ontario. Cool. Yeah. Sure. Which is <laughs> a, a, great, a very town small name. town near where I grew Omimi. up. Omimi. Omimi. Uh, I believe it is indigenous uh, in name. Um, the uh, The town was sort of near where I grew up. And the public school in Omimi is named after his father, Scott Young. Uh, Scott Young was at one point more famous in Canada than his son. Because uh, uh, Scott Young was a sports writer. And he hosted Hockey Night in Canada Classic. with Foster Hewitt uh, in the 60s. Anyway, uh, Scott Young has a really good book called Neil and Me. About coming to terms with the fact that your son is... Less or more famous than you, and you know uh, what is there to come to terms with? You just proud no, it's of not really coming to terms. It's like you talking say, about how yeah, that's awesome. My son it's, is it's, it's, it's an interesting memoir about growing up, you know, and stuff like sure. that. Sure. Anyway, um, yeah, Neil Young, Canadian. Uh, everyone else, American. No, uh, Graham Nash is British. Oh, I had <laughs> so. no idea. I know Crosby. So, and I know like Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, and I know Neil Young, but I did not know Stills or Nash until I started listening to this. Okay, so David Crosby was the founding uh, member of the Birds. Yep. Their their famous song was uh, the cover of Mr. Tambourine Man. Yep. Uh, he left the Birds in 1967 after going on a political tirade at the Monterey Pop Festival. Oh. Uh, and they asked him to leave. Was uh, he saying communist stuff? No, he had a whole bunch of like conspiracy theories about who shot Kennedy. Oh, um, and some some other stuff he was talking about. Um, he also was on an incredible amount of drugs, uh, which is a recurring theme in David Crosby's a, career. A young man in the late sixties, you don't say. Uh, well, he was also a young man in the in the eighties and the nineties and the early two thousands. Wait, how did he stay young so long? Is he drinking the blood of young children? Uh, it's the drugs. Um, Adrenochrome. <laughs> and Stephen Stills uh, was a founding mem- member of the band Buffalo Springfield. Oh, um, their big hit is "For What It's Worth," um, which is a good song. It's that one that goes, stop, hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going yeah, there down. You go. Yeah, uh, Which Neil Young was also a member of. Yeah, that, I always thought that was a Neil Young song. Uh, that is a uh, Buffalo Springfield album, huh. or a song. And then Graham Nash was the lead singer of the band The Hollies. That one I've never heard of at all. You ever heard of the song, like, Long Cool Woman in a Black Dress? Not that That's I'm a song by, by the Hollies, Can you sing uh, but he was not Long in that cool band at that point. Black anyway, they no were idea. a British invasion band. Okay. And after he left the Hollies, he moved to California. 
And he dated Joni Mitchell. Oh, cool. Uh, who wrote the song uh, Woodstock. Oh, she wrote Woodstock. I didn't know that. Like, I've listened to a lot of Joni Mitchell um, when I was working for the radio station because it's a lot of, like, classic country and folk and stuff Yeah, uh, back up north. And I do the, like, territorial top 20. I check our analytics and see what gets played. A lot of Joni Mitchell gets <laughs> played. She'd make the list every time. Uh, Joni Mitchell is a native of Saskatchewan. Yeah. Uh, but she lives in Seashelt, which is on the Sunshine oh, Coast cool. here. Yeah, that's really close by. Uh, in, in yeah, uh, uh, up in British Columbia. Uh, but yeah, she wrote Woodstock, and she was dating Graham Nash at the time. Um, and then they covered her song. Then they covered on her this song. album. Uh, this album's kind of interesting to me. Uh, my mom really likes this album. This isn't my mom's copy. I don't know if she ever owned a copy on on uh, LP. Um, but I really like this album. It came out in 1970. It took eight months to record, <laughs> uh, and everyone on this record has at least one song that's either sung by themselves or written by themselves. You can tell. And it is somewhat uneven because of that. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. Um, that's my main problem with it. There are some big hits on it. Uh, it had three top 40 singles. Um. I don't know how to call call it. It's like folk rock, I guess. Yeah, it goes. It kind of teeters back and forth between like this really cool, like rock that's got a bit of kind of cream to it on some tracks, mm-hmm. uh, where it's a little bluesy and it's a little psychedelic. And then they've got these like really just full on country songs or country folk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not so crazy about those parts of the album, but I really love the other tracks that yeah. are like a lot, like more like kind of psych blues and oh, it's not like psych blues isn't even correct. It's just different, very of the time, a sound that was, you know, kind of prominent back then amongst a lot of different artists. Yeah. They call it the call of, sorry, the California sound, the California, that makes sense. Cause like the doors and, uh, yeah. yeah okay. That's cool. Um, so the two other people that play on this album are Dallas Taylor and Greg Reeves. Yeah, I noticed that when looking at the cover. I'm like, hey, there's six dudes there. There's only four names. But then you look on the album and it says uh, the names of the dudes. Yeah, so Dallas Taylor is the drummer. He only plays on this album and then uh, did not play on subsequent albums. But he played on, I think, Stephen Still's first solo album and maybe a Neil Young album. I can't remember. Cool. And then Greg Reeves is the bassist. Sorry, um, I didn't mean to hit play. That's <laughs> funny. Um, Greg Reeves uh, was 19 when they recorded this album. He was found by Motown Records when he was 12. What? Um, and he recorded a number of uh, albums as a session musician mm-hmm. before going off the deep end and falling into like Navajo mysticism. Respect. Um, I mean, that's cool. If he made some money as a session musician, and then he's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, and that's why you got... That is the reason, apparently, they gave him for removing him from the band, um, that he got kind of off in the weeds. Uh, At the time he was recording this album, he was living with um, Rick James. Really? In California. (laughs) Cool. It was very weird. Um, anyway, Greg Reeves, interesting guy. Only plays on this album. His bass lines are pretty good on this album, though. Yeah. Anyway, Bell, did you have any thoughts? I'm sorry. No. 
<laughs> I have nothing to say during any of that because I've never listened to Crosby, Stills, and Nash or Crosby, Stills, Nash, or Young. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know anything about any of them. Uh, I assume it's going to be like the Traveling Wilburys, where the singing is pretty separate and the draw is mainly just that it's a super group of established artists. But this was much better than that. I like the fact that they harmonized together. Yes, instead the of harmonies just being are very oh, yeah. good. Yeah, they are Bob Dylan does well. a verse, and then Jeff Lynne does a verse, and then someone else does a verse. In all fairness, like you listened to the bad to Will the worst. album. Even yeah. like even Jamie can admit the first one is just so much better. The, fir- the first Traveling Wilburys album is quite nope, good. That's all of them now. Uh, but yeah, this was this was much better. Like they they sung together. There definitely was, or this definitely feels of the time, and yeah. it's not. I don't like that. Like teacher, we'll talk about it in depth. But songs like "Teacher Children," I'm like, what? Oh God! Like I, this is definitely a song from the 1970s. I hate <laughs> like, "Teacher uh, Children." Uh, oh, this and one so I, for me, it just is extremely, what? extremely dated. Uh, yeah, and I, it's uh, tough. But there are also plenty of very good songs that we'll we'll kind of get into that. But yeah, I don't really have any thoughts because it's hard. I don't know. This is pretty much just a brand new band to me, like anyone else. So I don't the history doesn't really mean as much to me. Uh, but it is a, a cool idea. Supergroups are are neat. Even while yes. you were telling stories and stuff, and I was listening, I was also looking at different supergroups because I'm like, yeah, the idea of yeah. that is just it's really cool. Uh, and I'm yeah. sure it's a delight to everyone who knew these people separately or became fans of them separately afterwards. Because these people all I read pretty much every single one of them had a hit album after this album. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm sure people were delighted by that. Um, it just obviously doesn't mean that to me, uh, which is totally fine. Cool. Do you have any thoughts, Mr. Ploof? You know, I've, uh, it's Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young is, is like a, a band name that I've heard a lot growing up. They're pretty famous. I have never really listened to them all that much. Um, I don't like Neil Young. I've listened to, a, you know, a few tracks here and there. Never been a big fan. He's just not for me. However, yeah, I like his voice. Yeah, well, I don't some think people, Neil, Neil Young doesn't like his own voice. I don't know. Sometimes it's okay. Actually, sometimes I kind of like it, but it's just, I don't know. It's not for me. That being said, I already mentioned earlier, some of the songs, I really, really dug them. I thought mm-hmm. they were great. And then, like Bell said, with Teacher Children, it's terrible. I wish they would just cut that track and a couple of others that I don't like that much. Oh, man, I really like that song. Well, you know, that's fine, Jamie. It's not for <laughs> me, especially after they kind of open it up with Carry On. Oh, yeah, we'll that get in, interesting. Yeah, we'll get into it, but like... I don't know. It's just that's my issue. Is it's all over the place. Yeah. They they have this really cool intro song, and then they completely change it up, and then they kind of go back to it, and then they change it up again. They just like constantly go back and forth. Yeah. And it was um, a little hard for me to like stay focused sometimes while writing notes because I'm like, oh yeah, this is great, and I'd really get into it, and then all of a sudden the next track would come on and be like, what the hell? Did I like put on shuffle or something? And some yeah. random artist came on. Uh, one other thing I noticed while checking this out. I think four songs aren't available on Spotify for some reason. Uh, yes, no, because it's, uh, it's like the American Idiot. It's uh, got parts. Oh, is no, it? Spotify. Um, so Neil Young pulled all his music. Up. Right. Oh, I thought That's it was just because why. Country Girl is multiple parts. No, but it, I'm listening on Apple Music. Yeah. So all the other songs are still there. So because Neil Young sense. pulled yep. his songs, That's any wild. one that he had songwriting credits on, yeah, are not not on Spotify. That's Spotify. Yeah. Huh? That's what you get for using Spotify. Honestly, it is. I mean, you know. Yeah. Um, thanks, Joe free, Rogan. Hey, if I didn't need royalty-free music, I wouldn't even be using Spotify. Yeah, so Neil Young, Neil Young took that stand last year and said yeah, if they didn't get rid of Joe, Joe Rogan, Rogan he, yep. they could get rid of him, so they just took his music off. <laughs> yeah, they're like, okay. See you later. So, took him off. I mean, good for him. I assumed that it would have been back up there. 
Yeah. So, no. Yeah. Crazy. He's kept it down. Uh, he's on every other mm-hmm. streaming Any platform. Service. Yeah. Crazy. Well, should we listen to it one last time? Shall we? Yeah. Teach your children well. Their father's hell did slowly go by. My wayward son. <laughs> it's not that song. I, I knew that's what you were gonna do. Yeah, the vocal harmonies are man, just so good. Yeah, yes, uh, the harmonies are a draw. I really like the electric guitar licks uh, on this one, and it becomes kind of Beatles esque or creamy around halfway through. Yeah, and I kind of like it, but I I don't know if it needed to go that like creamy, but it's still good overall, and yeah. it's got a long fade out. I like the cut to the vocals for the split to the second half of the song. Yeah. Um, I don't like the following little interlude. The guitar work didn't hit for me. Yeah. And I just didn't like the whole second half of the song. It wasn't as strong as that first kind of just like sure. groovy, harmonizing side, yeah. uh, first side. Uh, but the guitar work is solid to end the song. What I don't like, and this will come up throughout most of the album. I know it comes up, but I have a solid reason this time. I don't like fade outs, but... There's a second guitar solo that starts yeah. during the fade out. Yeah. I'm like, I want to hear it. <laughs> it sounds good, but it's what like it's doing? already fading out. He was just like, and then it just started doing something, and then they're like, oh, that's not. And that happens a couple times where I'm like, yeah, keep going. Stephen Stills. So the problem Crosby Stills Nash and Young have is that if Neil Young and Stephen Stills are on the album. They have two lead guitarists. Because I mean, yeah, you know, I I wrote some notes about that because I thought it kind of sounded like dueling guitars in a couple tracks. Yeah, but like not quite. But that makes sense. Yeah, there's because they're both they both play yeah. lead guitar. Uh, and on this one, Stephen Stills plays guitar, bass, the organ, and percussion. How's he, he doing that? Too many. Too he's many. Got, he's got eight hands. He's um, an octopus. But the harmony between him, David Crosby, and Graham Nash is very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it is a huge draw of this album in general. But then, how did we go from Carry On to Teach Your oh, Children? I don't. That's Graham Nash's song on the album. Oh, it's so country folky. It stinks. I instantly. Oh, I, love this song. I put it's a good old fashioned country song. Hell but yeah, I used to live is. by a moral code and teach your children good lessons because mm-hmm. boomers needed the reminder. That's back right. In the day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is very of its time. Yeah. Um, but the slide guitar on this album, or on this track, sure. And, but it's is just played a... by Jerry Garcia. No way, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Of Jerry Garcia, yeah, of the oh, of the ice cream. Love me, Jerry. Yeah. You know, apparently Ben and Jerry sucks now, though. Apparently they're like anti something, anti vaccine or something. I don't know. It's oh, bad. I don't think oh so. no. Yeah. I'm also that's going why for someone asked willful ignorance. Yeah. Some, someone asked on the WAN show about what Linus thought about Ben and Jerry's last week, and I didn't understand why. Oh, yeah, it's because they're like, they're, it's anti-vaccine or anti Anyways, this immigrant. is all hairsay. Yeah, we don't know for doesn't sure. Matter, doesn't uh, matter. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the unmatched singing in the second verse, as it gets pretty jumbled. Um, yeah. There's like a kind of a call and answer, but it's like their call and answer call is like in the middle of the answer again, so it's just like a bunch of words coming at me, and I don't like it. Yeah. And the song is cheesy, and I don't want to listen to it, but I could, I bet it was popular. It's a- uh, it was a hold on, let's get to it. It went to number sixteen on the Billboard Hot 100. I believe it. Peaked at number twenty eight in Canada. Yeah. 
I'm actually surprised it's not more popular in Canada. It's, like, it's oh, like sorry, it went nah, to it's number, boring and number eight in Canada. Even oh, even yeah. for 50 years ago, it's boring and cheesy. No, right? absolutely not. No, absolutely I not. It was very out of time, and people enjoyed it. Nah. <laughs> what do you mean, no? There's so many. 16 isn't that high, and 28's not that high. Like, sure. No, eight. eight. Oh, eight. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said 28. Eight, yeah, eight's correctly. very different. Sorry, it went to 28 on the easy listening chart, which is a different. But chart. in the rock chart, it got to eight. Wow, rock. Jamie, what do you like about this song? Yeah, what do you like? Slide guitar. I like, I don't know. Graham Nash's voice is pretty good. I just think there's Um, a lot of good slide guitar on a lot of country songs. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, is that that special? Yeah. I don't know. Slide guitar is interesting. I I like it too. I love a really good lap steel guitar as well. But it's like, for me, it's just the classic country slide guitar licks. And maybe that's because this is from 1970. Yeah. And it was newer at the time. It, it is classic country because you're in the middle of when classic country <sighs> takes place. I know. I get it. It's I just, okay. I, it I've got an, I have an actual country album that we'll cover one day. Oh, sure. No. That's fine. I actually, I like like actual country when it's trying to be country. I don't like when it's like it's right weird. after a song like carry yeah, on yes. you know that's yes i will say like like a number of albums that we have covered in the past it's all over the place it has a problem with knowing its order yeah um made me almost cut my hair oh this was a weird one as well i liked it i was like is it just a song about needing to cut your hair yeah and then it's i read about, like it's maybe about it's hippie about hippie paranoia and the yeah. sign and I, said I read it was also about like how people. you grow your hair long as a protest uh Vietnam and I was like, okay, yeah. It's I thought I was just like, I don't want to cut, I don't want to cut my hair. I don't want to. These guys are all I like twenty five at this point. Uh, yeah, twenty twenty to like yeah, 30, twenty something, yeah, mid twenties, early twenties. Yeah, I liked the uh, second verse. I thought it was a lot stronger, and the following guitar solo was really good as well. Yeah, uh, this song was almost cut from the album because Stephen Stills thought David Crosby's vocals were not good on this. Really, particular track. I like the singing quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, I like the rawness of it. Yeah, because uh, even though the lyrics didn't resonate with me, like the vocals and lack of harmonizing, yeah, was good because it was like, wow, this is so different from the last songs, yeah. which is also negative because it's like, wow, this is so different from the last songs. <laughs> uh, I think they could have eased it in a bit better, but I did like it. Yeah. And again. I wish it wasn't a fade out because there's vocalizing and jamming that goes on. Yeah. It's like quieter. Like you can hear him yelling and I stuff know. like that. And it feels yeah. so powerful. And it's like, yeah. no, come back. So, so to bridge between Crosby, Stills and Nash, uh, the previous album, and then this album, they released a single in 19 earlier in 1970 called uh, Ohio, which is okay. about the murders at Kent state. Okay. And that's even more impassioned. I believe the lead vocal is David Crosby on that one. Anyway, uh, that that song is not on this album. I don't think it's on any Crosby, Stills album. Hmm. It's just it was like a single that they put out. Um, but I like David Crosby's voice. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I thought the guitars really complemented each other nicely on this yeah. one, and I like mm-hmm. the bluesy tones. It was good. Mm-hmm. Good song. Helpless. It's my favorite song. It's back to that good old folky country. It stinks. <laughs> Man, I was like, this song must be written by Neil Young because the first line. Uh, <laughs> and it is. I don't like his voice. It's uh, fine at best. I don't know if Neil Young's voice is for everyone. I don't even know if it's for me sometimes, but Helpless is a good song um, in the sense that it covers something that I understand. Sure. It's about Ontario. Yeah. I th- I thought it felt weird hearing about Ontario from a mostly American band, uh, and that's when I ended up like looking up Neil Young and mm-hmm. realizing he's not just American. 
he's actually a Canadian American. I had no idea. See, I see what I like about this album is the folk folky stuff. And, oh, like I'll probably never cover a Neil Young's album because you guys hate it, and I don't. I don't need to hear you guys hate it for half an hour. <laughs> hey, that's I pick uh, albums all the time. That happens all the time. It's okay. But but like um, helpless, I own like several copies of different albums that have a version of helpless on it. He plays it on, um, with the band on their, uh, the last waltz album, which is about the band's last tour or sorry, the band's last concert. Um, that's probably the best version of the song. I will say, I like this. I like this one a lot more than I like teacher children. (laughs) I'm still pretty tepid on it. And I've never really liked Neil Young, but I do like Helpless a lot more than I liked Teacher Children. He just like he sounds like Herbert from uh, Family Guy. <laughs> sort He's of like he, a young Herbert. His, his <laughs> voice is kind of shaky, um, but his. Um, <laughs> I think what I like about Neil Young is that he's he's pretty good at writing. Sure. A song. Mm-hmm. He, he'll write a song that has a lot of imagery in it. Yeah, he is. Uh, oh he, God, he reminds me of Robert Frost. Sure, he's like Robert Frost, the songwriter. Yeah, he really writes. He, he really paints a picture yeah, with words. He really does, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I get why you wouldn't. You guys wouldn't like that. Um, I mean, you guys didn't like. It's just the placement. I. Yeah, sure. I just once again they they're they're alternating these sounds, and I like one of them more than I like the other, mm-hmm. and they're so different that it drives me nuts when they go back to the like more country or folky stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't hate the folk. I mean, I did not. Okay, I hate Teacher Children. Mm-hmm. Helpless is fine. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it fits on this album. Um, it fits on this album if you if you think of it as you're getting one or two songs from each sure each of the performers on this one sure. So. Um, and then we get into Woodstock. There's a cover song of Joni Mitchell. Yeah, who was not at Woodstock. She wasn't at Woodstock. No, her she just wrote about it. Her, Classic. Her manager told her not to go because it would be career suicide. Wow, what a fool! That guy was an what idiot. An absolute fool. And now, any of the other Woodstocks may be fair. The only Woodstock I know is Woodstock '99, and that <laughs> one was fire. <laughs> not in a good way. Literally, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, she wrote the song having not gone to it. Um, getting witness te- testimony from other performers. Hmm. That's, I thought it was a good cover. It is a good cover. Yeah. I didn't listen to the original, but it's fine. It, it sounds like a Joni Mitchell song. I, like, I don't know who Joni Mitchell is, but I like the chorus. The yeah. verses are whatever, and I don't want to listen to the song, but I like the chorus. Fair. It basically just tells the story of What's going that? to Woodstock. Oh, I'm very aware. Uh, yeah, it's like yeah. a guy's walking down the street. He's like, I'm going to Woodstock. He's like, can I go too? Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, that's inspirational. Because there's a, there's like a million of us now. I was like, wow. Yeah. You skipped a lot of steps there. But <laughs> here we are. There's a million of you hitting Woodstock. The rest of the owl. And then it mentions the, the guy who owns the farm, Max Yasker. Um, that's Yasker's farm. And yeah. That's about it. I don't know. Yeah. It was a big hit. I think it went to... Uh, See where probably resonated when was Woodstock with uh 69. Was it that recent 69 or 67? Or like yeah, it had been the previous song? year. Yeah, oh, that makes sense why it was popular then. Yeah, it was so fresh in people's mind. And like it probably clicked with a lot of people who wanted to go but then couldn't go. And they're like, Yeah, this sounds exactly like what I, my experience would have been like. Mm-hmm. Um, went to uh number nine in the United States, cool, that was went to helpless. number two in Canada or teacher children. So <laughs> it was uh, it was one of the oh, boom. Was uh, a large hit for them. 
Um, and then uh, we get to side two, which begins with Deja, Deja vu. vu. I got to say side two is much stronger in my mind. So much better. Interesting. I much, love much, 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 much stronger. I love the synchronization. So it starts with Deja yeah. Vu? Yeah. 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 Everything else. I, if this was an EP of just the second side, I'd be like, Dang. this is a, You'd buy it, it wouldn't be top spot, but it would be really high up. Dang. But the first half is really not good uh, yeah. in my mind. Yeah. Deja Vu is the start of the, like, I would say good, good songs. Sure. It's, Deja Vu is great. It's super tight. I really like the vocals. The bass line on them. Yeah. 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 I love I yeah, I love the bass near the end especially and how the whole track kind of just slows down. Um and I love how under, understated but present the drums are. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't try to do too much. Um and it works really well. Deja vu is good. Yeah. Deja vu is good. Uh the lyrics are kind of like whatever. I didn't really get anything from it. It's just literally about deja vu. Yeah. Uh, literally. <laughs> but it's relaxing. It's a relaxing song. Uh, the lead vocals on this one are by David Crosby again, and the song was written by David Crosby. Cool. Maybe I should gonna... listen to a David Crosby album. Maybe I'd like his music. Dude, he has so many albums. Yeah. Uh, he has so many children, too. Really? He's one of those birthers? Yeah, he's one of those people birthers. that donated what his... a weird thing to say about a parent. You call all parents birthers? That's... When they got, like, ten kids, yeah. <laughs> he's, one of the, he's one of those people that donated his sperm to different people. Like, he had, his most of his children are fathered by... What a sorry, weird fact. Uh, See? This Mothered? guy's weird. I'm telling you. What do you mean? He donated That's... sperm. That's literally the point. Um, to specific people, though, because he wants more children. Like, no, no, no. He's what? pro-natalist. You're crazy. Um, Mo- Melissa Etheridge. That's... Melissa Etheridge? She's another... Jesus Christ. She's another... Um, Listen, don't look at me. Arthur? I don't know who that is. Huh? She's another birther? She's another birther. I swear to God. Anyway. Up um, next, our house <laughs> the, in the middle was, of the that's street. That's what I thought was going to play. I was so excited. I know. Only for it not to be that. Me too. This song is extremely cute, but I was immediately disappointed it wasn't that our house. Yeah. There's a lot of laws at the end. I like the buildup of instruments and harmonies because it goes from just like one vocalist and piano to mm-hmm. a full band playing the light and summary song. And the chorus is cute and the la 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 interlude is cute. It's all just cute. Yeah. Uh, Very cheesy. Yeah. Paints a picture. The, uh, the whole thing makes written. me jealous because Rip buying a house these days. Amen. And it sucks hearing you, him you be like, oh, life's going to be so rental. easy now that I've got this <laughs> it's house. It's a very, very, very fine rental. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a pretty okay rental. He's got a nice little wind down to the song as well. Yeah. Yeah, like how it winds back down to being really basic. Yeah. Uh, it's the best song on the album so far. Dang. But really? I don't think it's like a 10. It's just the Good. best one so far. Yeah, it's okay. I like this one. It's it's not it's not one of my favorites. Um, it went to number 30 on the Hot 100. Wow. It's a, another one written and sung by, uh, mostly by Graham Nash. Cool. And then we get into 4 and 20. Uh, first of all, it's not, nice. It's Blaze. not about... What it's I thought it. it would be about at all. I love the restraint here again with just the acoustic guitar and warm echoey vocals. This is my favorite song of the album. Really? Uh, yeah, really? I like the simplicity. I like the sudden ending. It's very impactful. Um, and the genius annotation is just this uh, stuff, but not it to swear, slaps. That's the whole annotation. Just this <laughs> really? Stuff That's slaps. slaps. Uh, and I agree. Cool. I re- it's a nice song and he's got a good voice and that is short and sweet. Mm-hmm. It didn't like, yeah, it didn't really stand out to me, but it, it did, you know, it was good. It was a good track. Stephen Stills. And then we get to a song that was originally written for Buffalo Springfield, mm. uh, which was actually three songs that were turned into one song. Yeah, so that, that's why I assumed that that song was missing. Right. Because it it's a few songs like Homecoming from 
American Idiot. We're right. coming home. Okay. I really, I even though it's Neil Young, I like the intro. Um, it's it's really good. Like great harmonizing in the part one's chorus, and the transition into part two is also captivating with the little swell that settles back mm-hmm. into with this the, with the... uncomfortable dark chords and lyrics after the last couple songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the final section. I don't feel like it fits because mm. it like kind of builds back up again, but then fades out. So yeah. it's like if you're going to build mm-hmm. up again, just have a crescendo and totally. end. Because I know they can because in 420, they just kind of end the song. And I like mm-hmm. I liked that. But instead, they build it up just to be like, oh, here's like a little kind of diffusion. I'm like, oh, yeah, you got me all excited again. I like this one. It's kind of an interesting combination of three songs that didn't work out for their past band. So Stephen Stills and Neil Young's previous band. And he t- took three songs that didn't work out and made one not really long song. It's only five minutes long. Um, but he combined three different thoughts together. Um, I think somewhat successfully, but I agree. It, it, the end is not as good as the beginning. Yeah, so. I wasn't crazy about the piano and some of the guitar. Um, but... I thought the same thing about the vocals and the and the the way they harmonize together. They these guys sing really well together mm. as a group. Yeah, their uh, live album, the album that comes after oh, yeah. this four way street. I'm sure, they crush it. Uh, is a double album, but there's a number of sections where it's just one guy and a guitar or two guys sure. and a guitar, no no accompaniment, and they could they fill a room uh, yeah. pretty well. Um, I've often wondered how Ed Sheeran can just go up on stage and it's just him and a guitar and people say his concerts are amazing. I always wondered. I'm like, come on. How amazing is it? It's like literally just a big round stage with him standing there. Yeah. And everyone's like, no, it's like the best concert I've ever seen. Yeah, it's I'm the like, most intimate wow. thing I've ever been That's to. Crazy. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. yeah. But I imagine it was something like that. Wow. And then it ends on Everybody I Love You, which is a song I'm not crazy about. I don't know why they didn't end on Country Girl. <laughs> I, I think it's because they, <laughs> they had... They should have done that big swell and actually crescendoed and then ended the album. But then they go to this song and I'm like, why? I agree. I, so I actually like uh, Everybody I Love You as an ending, but I would have just cut Country Girl and put Everybody I Love You instead. Weird. Yeah. Oh, sure. I don't know. I like that it's only two and a half minutes long and it's it, this like weird epic ending. Yeah. It has this cool solo to split the song and the second half, half is catchy. I don't think it's as strong as the last few songs. Mm-hmm. If I think this would have been better as the last song on the first side of the album. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I it's just, that. again, it slows things down and then brings it back up. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, let's talk about the... Hold on. I got bend over. What the record look like. What the record doing? What the record look like? Uh, it's got it a dog a, on it. It's a, It's got a dog on it. It's got uh, <laughs> David Crosby holding a uh, lever action rifle. Looks yeah, like? It's cool. It looks like a photo you'd find in Red Dead. Yeah. Yes, old it timey. does look like an old time, and they're all wearing like old timey clothes too. It's pretty neat. I gotta say, I hate the font. Yes, I'm not a huge fan of it. Font. I always have the little yellow box. I'm like, what? It's not the same font or anything. Yeah. I don't get no. You. Um, I like the gold on black though, yeah. and the kind of sepia. Yeah. Uh, well, it's like photo. a dark, dark red, or like a so is it so, dark um, red? A brownie red. No. So the new ones are brownie red. Oh. The original pressings are dark brown or a black color with a gold text on it. Gold got too. Yeah, it looks um, brown to me. Is it? Is it black? Maybe it's just because it's, it's dark. dark the, it's dark brown. Yeah. It's I like very that. dark brown. 
um on the back it just has the uh the same text of who's on the album it's very small yes followed by <laughs> why is it so small it's so i don't know small. it's like the it's rest like, of the album is empty yeah, have you ever seen space. an old-timey picture where you look at the back and it's just yeah. like mother's fall yeah here's who is on, in this and picture. then this is this one is a gatefold it's got a canadian leaf on the top of the corner don't forget that on oh, the back canadian oh pressing. that's because it's a canadian pressing of course and then on Mr. the Young. inside neil young preston himself is uh some pictures of the band recording the album i don't like it it's perfectly fine. <laughs> it's a little collage. And there's another font in the middle, which looks like... Um, do you remember the font um, that Windows used to put in the DOS prompt? No. It looks sort of like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, like the same font that opens when you open command line? Yeah, basically. It looks like that font. Okay, sure. Uh, it's like system polite. or whatever. Um, but then it talks about it. Whoever uh, who played on cert- certain albums, so uh, certain parts. Excuse me. Um, steel guitar by Jerry Garcia on Teacher Children. Um, oh yes, and John Sebastian from the Love and Spoonville, which is another album uh, or another band. Excuse me. Plays uh, harmonica on Deja Vu. Um. And then what else we got? Oh, it has the... This is unusual, and I don't think I own many albums that have this, but it has how long each track is mm. oh. on here, like the runtime. So I don't think I have that many. Other than that, it's a pretty good pressing. Um, the one I have is an original pressing, so um, it is pretty old. And on one side, it sounds older than others because it's kind of it's kind of worn out. Um, but I like it. The The sleeve itself is in very good condition. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, why don't we get into... Oh, how much did I pay for it? I paid like um, 12 bucks for it, maybe? Okay. Yeah. I mean, when you can get a new world record for seven, yeah. the value is tough. 12 bucks, $12. Yeah, 12 bucks. Um, That's not bad. I, d- I didn't buy it new. You can buy a new, uh, like the 50th anniversary edition... Yeah, it has a lot out. of demos. It's crazy. Yeah. I was like yeah. at the extended version on uh, Apple Music, and I was like, they have a demo for every song they've ever thought of during the <laughs> recording yeah. of this. Like, it's crazy. Uh, there's actually an interesting demo on in there for um, Stephen Stills playing Woodstock with Jimi Hendrix. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix appears on Stephen Stills' first album, and then that take also appears on like the last compilation album that... Hendrix's family put out maybe in 2018 or 2020 or whatever it was. Um, it's a much more frenetically paced Woodstock. Um, there's a lot more guitar on that one because Jimi Hendrix is playing it. Okay. Sounds like Hendrix. Yeah. Um, so for I, I don't know for 12 bucks I I feel like it's pretty good value. Um, why don't we get into your guys' thoughts? Sure, man. If you cut out carry on. Teach your children, helpless, and move everybody I love you. You've got a hell of an album here. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed this a lot more than I thought I would, but Side A really had me on the ropes. I thought this was going to be a big miss, only for B-Side to kind of blow me away until the end. Uh, It's really hard to rate this album when one side is so much stronger than the other, but I think I'm going to put this in the fourth spot below Prozac's Show and above 
you avoid the synthesizer by machine Interesting. Drill because I this is just easier to put on. And like I think I'd rather be in the mood to listen to side B of this than most of Machine Girl at any given moment. But I feel like uh you know, I will probably get more enjoyment of U Void Synthesizer over over time because like I just really enjoy some of the sounds on that album. Yeah. There's lots of great artistry on this album, but it's also extremely dated and doesn't hit the same way for me since I'm not a boomer and have no memories of Woodstock uh, or Vietnam <laughs> or anything like that because I was negative 30 almost so it's like it's crazy uh, it's worth checking out the album if you start with our house though okay but it's not that our, that's not, it's not that our house now in the middle of the house. street mm-hmm. that's a great song Blue, what about you you know it's okay i really like what they're doing with some tracks like carry on and almost cut my hair uh but then i get bored during a lot of the rest however they're really good at playing and singing together mm. so even when i was bored it was hard to not appreciate their talent and voices um, I give it like a solid seven. I, I think it's, you know, it's good and I would love it if they cut a bunch of tracks, um, and release it as an EP. But, uh, as it is, I probably would never choose to listen to this simply because of how much it changes throughout the album. Mm-hmm. I would definitely pick tracks from it and add it to a playlist or something, but I wouldn't put it on front to back. I agree with you actually on that. Um, there are certain tracks on there that I like more than others. Like, I don't think I'd listen to Almost Cut My Hair all the time. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I find it funny how we all have, like, totally, like, different views on a bunch of these songs. Like, some of us love them, some of them hate them. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um. So, f- for me, this is an album I actively sought out to find because I enjoyed it. Um. And because I am a fan of Neil Young and Stephen Stills, I have a whole bunch of Stephen Stills albums. Uh, Stephen Stills also played in another band called Manassas, and I have almost every Manassas album. Um, Manassas sounds like a, a drug you'd find on an American TV show. <laughs> like commercials. If you take Manassas, <laughs> be warned. Your Side heart effects include shrinkage. Um, and for the, the amount of money I paid for it, I think I've gotten what I wanted out of it. Um, so on my ranking, it's a little, it's a little different. Um, I think it's probably like a nine and a half, maybe, maybe a 10 on a really good day. Like a, on a clear day, you can see deja vu kind of thing. Um, but, um, I think it's pretty good. Uh, Rolling Stone thinks it's the number 220 album of all time. Wow, really? Ooh. I mean, that's that's like middle of the pack. I uh, wouldn't put time, it in the pack. And at the time, Side A was timely. I so get like, it. I don't want to cut my hair either. At one point... The when album, did they make this list? When this is, when is from... This is the 2020 list. Yeah, Ooh. I wouldn't add it to that list. I wouldn't even <laughs> um, add it to the top 500. I think it's fine. And you know what? 50, 30 years ago? Sure. Okay, so I think, I, I think part of it is not just that it rated well or that it was popular with critics. I think another part of it is that it has sold 9 million copies. So Sure, but yeah, fine. You know what I mean, though? You like, know, yeah. by Justin Bieber has like 2 billion listens. Yeah, I know. I know. Top pop like, song of all time. Album, yeah, this isn't that well. Um, I, I think the list gears toward popular music in general. Yeah, but I'm just surprised that this whole album was popular. Like, it's one of those things where, like, 
30 years ago, I can agree because there wasn't nearly as much music. But now, <laughs> it just astounds me that they put there it on the list. There only were 500 albums back then. Well, in of course 2020, it was top well, I mean, there was a lot less then <laughs> than there was now. And so 2020, for them to put it at like the 200, what, 20 spot or something mm-hmm. like that, it just, I don't know. I don't agree with that one. I mean, there's some albums on there that you also oh yeah i probably don't agree like with the exile on main street is the number 11 oh, album yeah. oh that's insane 11 11 the hell is wrong with them i don't they're know worse than pitchfork um <laughs> no one's worse than pitchfork i think uh, i think a lot of this album's ubiquity is that it came out around the time fm radio became a thing yeah and so DJs weren't just playing top 40 hits. They were playing entire albums. Yeah. And that's why a lot of these non-album singles became popular. Like Our House was not released as a single. I get why some of the singles are popular. This is an, so some of the songs that aren't singles are popular. Yeah. I get, but I, I get why some tracks are popular, though. Mm-hmm. I just can't see it as an album. I, I just can't see it as an album being rated that high. Think of it as a... a, a as, they didn't have a Spotify back in 1970. What? You just had to listen to the That's whole album. That's crazy. Had, so, Their bangers were so good, people bought the whole album. <laughs> so that that is true. Like Because you could only listen to what was played on the radio, you yeah. automatically had to like what was on the radio. Oh, I get why it was popular back then. Mm-hmm. They're like, ooh, a new song came out. And they'd have to listen to it because yeah. it's the only new song. So There was like 30 artists that you'd listen to. How's it? Well, guess what? <laughs> Our next pick. <laughs> what is our next? Pick? Is an artist that I listen to. I'm excited for this. Ploof, why wow. don't let people know what you're choosing? So oh, you didn't tell us yet. It's been. Well, it's told me. Oh, it's told been you. over a little over yeah, ten years ran. now. It's the ten year anniversary for AM from Arctic Monkeys. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh man, I'm I don't. Excited. I don't like Arctic Monkeys, but I do love AM. It's a great album. So is that the one with "Do I Want to Know"? Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, want to okay. know? If this feeling goes both week. ways <laughs> on Vinyl Verdict. <laughs> Bye. See you later. Bye.